Fucking did it. I'm uh, somewhat fucking delirious. This weekend's been uh, fucking a lot of drinking, a lot of shows, a lot of cowboy bebop. But here we are, episodes 24 sessions, 24 <laughs> through 26 yeah. of cowboy bebop. Jake Flores. Hello. Uh, <sighs> I'm really fucking tired too. I yeah. went kind of getting to the last episodes here i was going through this thing where i was like i knew this was going to happen started really mad at myself just for doing this yeah the whole <laughs> for, thing yeah for sure and i'm glad we're doing it and i think it's gonna be a fucking awesome thing but uh the last little stretch was just like why right. yeah 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 why did you have to do this uh but it, it's i mean yeah no it's it's gonna be good um i am losing my mind uh so something really weird happened to me last night where, like, you know how you were talking about watching a shit ton of this show and getting, like, jazz, like, in your head and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just jazz is just following me in real life now. <laughs> I did a show after the fest last night at a uh, New Movement, and, like, as uh, just for some weird reason... They were just playing jazz underneath everyone's set. <laughs> like, I think Sara... Are, really? Or were you just going crazy? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what's the interest. Yeah, who knows? I don't know, man. If anyone was there last night, let me know if you heard the jazz or not, because it might have just been in my mind. Um, I, think, I think it was Sara turned it on as a joke, just because it was kind of like a late show or whatever. And then like people just kept going, no, keep it going. Like every comic that went up. Um but then after that I was leaving and I was walking down some weird part of downtown to get back to like bars and stuff just, just fucking encountered a strange old man playing a jazz trumpet <laughs> in a dark alley dude it was yeah, so not even on like a street no, to, like beg money it was, it was in an alley so weird oh shit so I somehow acquired some sort of curse you know from this show yeah it seems uh, I mean, that would make sense, because as we can basically tell from these next few episodes, everyone on this fucking show is cursed. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll start session 24. Hard Luck Woman, which is unfortunately a Kiss song. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Most, mostly this show gets cool stuff, and then every once in a while they need to throw in Kiss, or chips or whatever yeah 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 um yeah so this is uh kind of like the end of the whole bop crew as a thing as a crew yeah, yeah. Um, uh we get a lot of Faye backstory mm-hmm. and it's like fucking weird noir like shots it's a lot of like fucking like it's like a lot of these montages like with spikes montage and whatnot. Right. it's very similar to that yeah i really so we like get some answers but they're kind of fucking shout like mysterious answers yeah it starts off with her watching her tape and she's like trying to uh you know just go over it and find any clues to her past or whatever Word. and she sees this uh or ed ed interrupts and says oh i know what that is she sees this um like a, like a fountain like a water fountain it's a water fountain and the water fountain is a uh, like a not like a drinking water fountain but like in a like a like a like a fountain like in a park throw you know change into fountain yeah, yeah. And the fountain is a big sculpture of this thing that's half uh, like fish, half lion, 
which is actually a real like cultural symbol in Singapore. So apparently she's from Singapore. Word. It's called a merlion. Okay. <laughs> of course it is. Creatively. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so then Edward is like, oh, I know where that is because she's from Earth or whatever. Right. And, uh, I got a weird fucking question about this scene. So uh, Ed is like kind of half asleep when she interrupts. Faye, yeah. and she's like, wave. I don't do I know? I don't know if I know, like, this being goofy or whatever. And Faye's like trying to wake her up. She's like, come on, come on, where is it? Where is it? And she's like slapping her in the face. And then I think she like angrily makes out with Ed to wake her up. <laughs> it's fucking weird. That. She like, I don't know if she's blowing in her mouth, but she literally like grabs her face and like looks like she's kissing and then they collapse on the thing and she's like, come on. She's like yelling angrily at her. Yeah. It's a little weird. That is super weird. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> she like, yeah. Kisses her? Or yeah, I don't know. It's fucking strange. It's just an odd moment. I don't know. I'm not sure how that was supposed to wake her up, I guess. I don't know. It was just weird. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh... But of course, Faith's just a fucking bitch anyway, because, like, all right, so now, so she takes off to go look for this fountain. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely understandable. Um, but what she does is, like, they're headed, the Bebop's headed to Mars, and they're like a, like Jet and Spike are asleep or whatever. When they wake up, they're on Earth because Faye redirected the ship while they were asleep. And then she takes off. Right. Uh, one, you could have just asked, bitch. Like, I promise you, you <laughs> went to Jet and Spike and were like, look, I got this tape. I need to know what the fuck's going on with my backstory. I got to go to this fountain. They'd have gone to the fucking fountain. Two, she's taking Ed with her to like, because so, Ed's the one who's supposed to know where the fountain is. Fine. Does she have to strap her to the hull of the ship? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, in her logic, yeah. I don't know. She has to be just a bitch about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they go to Earth after all that bullshit. And then, uh, the, uh, oh, oh, okay. So then Spike and Jet figure out, well, at least there's a bounty down there. Right, right. They can catch, they get this guy. Yeah, this guy. Who's... Um, who's- I'm not a hundred percent sure what crime he's supposed to have committed. Well, that's it's uncertain because it's it's not actually he's not actually doing anything. It's, he's not doing anything illegal. He's make, okay. We'll continue. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, oh, I want to point out here: Spike is reading a book uh, when all this is happening. The book's called um, "Walking on the Moon," which is a song by the Police. It's also a real song. And then after that, he says, "Ah, better let it be." All right, that's a pretty obvious Beatles thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're gonna get into the Beatles a bit in these next few episodes. Um. Yeah, so they go after this dude. Yeah, this bounty shows up. It's supposed to be like 50 million Wulan or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, and they're like, okay, at least we can get a bounty on this guy while we're there. Meanwhile, Faye and Ed are looking around in this dump where the fountain, she thinks the fountain's going to be or whatever, but right. it's not it. Ed has led her there because there's like... There's a bunch of just orphans. There's a bunch of orphans living in there. That say, they all run up to, to Faye and they're saying some fucking weird shit to Faye, by the way. What do they say? They're like, ooh, a tooth or a finger. That'd be a good souvenir. And they're just like oh, pinching like, at her with pliers and shit. I'm like, these fucking I, for a real, I really thought these kids were just going to fucking like <laughs> been killing adults that wander into this dump. Uh, not the case. They're just fucking weird little creepy kids. Yeah, they're just psychos. But then this nun shows up and it's apparently some sort of like orphanage or not even an orphanage, but just like this nun is kind of taking care of these orphans and it's like a post-apocalyptic orphanage kind of thing there's like five or six kids that are there with this nun yeah Uh, but the crazy part is the nun knows ed right 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 uh because ed used to live at the orphan at this orphanage uh, orphanage and uh lived there for like a number of years because her father 
had just kind of like lost her. Uh, so the, the the nun is like, oh, hey, I've got a gift for you. And it's a little hologram thing of her dad. And it's like a message like, hey, where where yeah. you been at? He's just real casually like lost his own child seven years ago or whatever. Right, right, right. And, uh, and then we realize that the, the dad, dad is, is, the, is bounty. the bounty, right? Yeah. Um, and the dad is... But here's... There's a, before we get into the dad, the nun says that Ed wandered in there to eat. Like, she wandered in, and she's like... And she just stayed, because Ed does what the fuck Ed wants, which I like. Uh, but she, like, since she started feeding her or whatever. And then the nun says that Ed left, like, three years ago. I'm putting Ed at, like, 16, right? Right. So at 13, Ed went to go live by herself in that other dump <laughs> yeah, yeah. for three years? Yeah. Jesus. She's crazy, man. It's some, no, it's just some depressing shit, man. <laughs> well, she doesn't seem depressed. She though. does not seem depressed, but that's also because she's crazy. Yeah. She might yeah, literally just be out of her mind. Maybe what's going on here. Yeah. Um. So her dad's name is Apple Deli Siriz Hesap Luften, which is Turkish for "Excuse me, check please." Which is <laughs> what the fuck? The strangest little Easter egg to put into the yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go continue. That's vaguely like a, a play on like oh the show's ending, like it's wrapping up. Yeah, kinda. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but also, can I say this? When you say Easter egg is an interesting choice, because he's just like weirdly oh. obsessed with eggs. Oh, well, you know what? That At is? one point, he's like, he said, he says, I wrote it down too. He says, like, sucking eggs is good for you, right. gives you power. <laughs> so his thing is, he's traveling around trying to remap the Earth, which is completely futile and dumb because the reason the earth needs to be wrapped is because every two days there's asteroid uh, rain, rain yeah. rock rain or whatever and uh and then you, you just have to start over but he's right. like happily doing it and they when they catch him they're like is this a what's the crime here yeah yeah he has an assistant too that he's just a dick to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like everyone on this show's a fucking dick but he's like he has an assistant whose name is uh it's not macintosh it's something else I think it's McIntyre. McIntyre. Whatever it is, fucking uh, Ed's dad keeps calling him a different name. And the guy's like, you know, it's not that hard. I'm the only fucking person you know. You could remember my name. And he's like, ah, whatever. Yeah, uh, doesn't care and uh, is doing this very futile thing, which is thematic in a sense that, like, uh, he's he's, uh, very happily uh, just trudging on, like, almost in joy of the fact that it's just a futile psychotic thing whereas right. everybody else is like you know, yeah. fuck uh but his thing with the eggs is okay so i don't want to jump forward too far but uh there's this great moment where they uh they're like oh let's throw it down like they want to attack him and he just whips a couple of eggs, eggs at, at him. him yeah yeah he's yeah. got this weird egg martial art uh this is all cool hand luke shit um, yeah, I mean, very obviously at the end, there's right. a montage at the end that involves that was a very hard, obviously a reference to Cool Hand Luke. They're just eating a bunch of hard boiled eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, After they work things out with him or whatever, yeah, um, yeah. And it turns out the bounty is fake. Ed just uh, Ed made the, up the bounty uh, just to get them to hang out on Earth or whatever. And then when you look closer, the bounty's actually for like fifty bucks instead of fifty million or whatever yeah yeah it's for 50 Wulan, and he's like oh 50 jet starts crying or whatever yeah. uh but i did like that ed's dad is a fucking total badass yeah 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 Whooped the shit out of spike without even trying yeah and he did it in this weird way where he's like almost kind of making fun of him and yeah like, yeah, yeah. Uh, just standing still and shit and also like spike like was throwing full kicks at him and not like 
was hitting him, and the guy didn't even like shrug. Like he was completely like Ed's dad is something special, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, actually, like near the end of the whole show, though, that kind of keeps happening to Spike. Like they set him up as being kind of invincible in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It actually kind of works because. If you think that, it makes every time he gets his ass kicked like really intense. Sure. Because you're like, wow, this must be the craziest person yet, you know? Uh, so Ed eventually shows up at this, at the, when uh, like Spike and Jet are trying to take down fucking Ed's dad because they think he's a bounty on him. Ed shows up and that's like, oh, and the dad's like, oh, my son. He says, oh, my daughter. Or is it my son? Is that <laughs> yeah. like, are, is there still supposed to be ambiguity about whether or not that's a girl or not? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's like, I think at this point we get that it's a girl, but it's just weird that in the reality of the show, no one can tell. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just a running gag. Because uh, there are points where, that definitely goes. I am a girl. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. just so weird and ambiguous looking and shit. You know, and androgynous for well, she's a kid. I don't know. Super weird. Um, so parallel to all this, Faye is finding the, uh, the the fucking place where the fountain was, and there's an old lady there who's like, Faye, oh my god, it's you. Yeah, how can it be? Yeah, uh, you, you look the same as you were 60 years ago, and you realize, oh, they went to like, high school together. Yeah, the old woman's like, we were in the same class together or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so she has a flashback from like wandering around this place and like kind of activates her memory of uh, the what happened to her, which is she was in a, a, like a, like a, wreck in like a spaceship like in space yeah yeah but i think it's also when the moon blew up i don't know if it was just because i was trying to work out the timing and the math it yeah. might be it uh because what they do with the flashback which is really interesting is hugely like uh symbolic is first thing that happens is she's washing her hands in the like the bathroom of the spaceship or whatever right and the something's going wrong with the ship so the the sink floods and, like, I think that's why there's all this, like, weird ocean shit going on with her. Like, the traveling to the bottom of the sea thing. And when she right. hallucinates, she hallucinates the bathroom filling up with water and shit. Because that's, like, connected to her moment when she lost her memory or whatever. Uh, and then the, the the glass on the windshield, like, kind of fractures. And it fractures. Like, you're looking at the moon through Fracturing, it. yeah. So... You're not actually. I guess it's implying that this has something to do with the moon blowing up. It might be. That would make sense. Yeah, I think that's like, what they're trying to say. Is that like she? I mean, that's what I took away from it anyway. Yeah. Is that like whatever this accident that happened to her was caused when the moon blew up. Yeah, and if it's it, I, which I, would fit into this show. I mean, that moon blowing up is kind of the cause of everything that happens on this fucking show. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I think you're probably right. I kind of couldn't figure out personally whether it was like literally a reference to that or if it was more of the weird fucking bebop like uh you know just a, images just, and stuff yeah yeah just a, a just referencing the idea that there was like a past and a future and as everyone has a weird fracturing moment like that uh but what yeah it's probably that um i thought that scene was really cool and uh then she kind of freaks out running around yeah i like around. what the, there's a thing they do with the flashback with her when she's running around where they're like it's cutting between the flashback and her in the current time. 
So, like, she's running because she was running in that same place in the past. Yeah. So we'll see these moments. She's, like, she's supposed to be running to this mansion. That's what she sees in the flashback. Right, So it's right, cutting right, between right. her running up to this mansion and her running up. And then when she gets there, there's fucking... Yeah, it's just There's like, no mansion. It's rubble, rubble of course. This fucking shit. whole place has been... Like, the, it's all flooded and shit. Everything's terrible. The, uh, the merlion's broken in half and shit. Uh, yeah, so then she's just kind of, like, blech, you know, just wrecked mentally after that and um i can't remember how she ends in this episode Faye um sees well she does one thing like it just kind of ends with her at that right okay thing. yeah, like, yeah, she, yeah like yeah. she says one thing to that when she sees the old lady uh she says to the to, this little girl shows up to the old lady and says um oh you're ready to go grandma or whatever and then She's like, do you know, and the grim lady says, you know who this is, and plays to Faye, and before the girl can say anything, Faye's like, I'm a ghost from the past, or whatever the fuck Right, right, she's got a, everyone has to speak in super clever dialogue and shit. Uh, yeah, and oh yeah, she draw like, she draws a bed on the ground, with like a, in the dirt, where she, like, used to live, or whatever and shit. Um, and then, yeah, so then she's kind of like, okay, she's done with the bebop kind of essentially at this point. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting because like part of what I think they're doing with the characters is that it's uh, for the entirety of the show, they were a very like Western TV trope idea, which is that like you're like a family in your adult life. You have a family of like friends and people you work with and shit. That was like the whole thing in Spaced. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Yeah. Uh, And it's coming to an end, which is like, I don't know, super bummer for me because it's like re- that's real well, shit. Yeah, and it's also like they fight. They're just getting to the point where they're like maybe kind of starting to act a little bit like they give a fuck about each other. Yeah, uh, and immediately because like the end of this episode is a montage of everyone fucking leaving. Like Ed leaves because well, so what happens with Ed is like Ed sees his da- the dad, uh, but then there's another fucking asteroid land somewhere, and he just takes off to go fucking map it, leaving him leaving Ed again. Like this fucking takes off. Yeah, uh, and I. Think Ed is like going to try to find her dad. She just she like writes bye bye on the fucking bebop and and she's out. Yeah, and she leaves with a dog too. Well, Iron eventually leaves. Just it's set to this real shitty emo fucking <laughs> '90s rock ballad that yeah, I hate. Yeah, um, yeah. But the dog eventually like dog kind of want like is like gonna leave, not leave, gonna leave, not leave, and then finally leaves. Runs up to Ed and it's like you can't come. Like I gotta go. I'm never gonna come back. You can't come. And then she's like, do you want to come? And obviously he does. So they. Her and Ayn leave together. Uh, Faye's gone. And fucking Jet and Spike are just mowing down on a bunch of hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool hand Luke shit. Uh, they're eating a shit ton of eggs, which they got from that guy, Ed's dad. dad yeah. Uh, and didn't, you know, even do anything with the bounty, which probably wasn't real. I don't it was 50 think. bucks. And they say Ed put it in there. Ed put the bounty to make them have to go to Earth so right, he could trade. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, it's kind of the end of that whole thing. Really bummed me out. I think the reason this show is so compelling to me is because, like, it's, like, uh, like mid-adult life shit, like, that whole thing. Because, like, it, it took... And it might just because I'm back in Austin for a minute, kind of seeing all my friends and shit, but, sure. like, you live like that in a crazy fucking spaceship apartment thing for a while. And then reality is some people have to go back and do family shit or right. get into other serious stuff. Uh, I just, thought it was good, like cultural commentary or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I really, I, I, I really liked this episode. I thought I one and when we get into the next two episodes, which is a sort of two part season, a series finale, it makes sense that they'd write Ed out. 
Oh, yeah. Because you don't want Ed in that. Yeah, because it's, gets... it's all just fucking chaos and violence and fucking murder. So, like, Ed doesn't need to be there. So it's kind of, like, I get why they wrote her out. But in the moment, at the end of the episode, I was like, motherfucker, there's, like, two episodes left. Just let me have the rest with Ed. Like, <laughs> yeah. But now I get it. Like, I yeah. have seen it. We, and it's, like, at least you got, like, a little bit of backstory here. Because it was getting close to the end. And we're just yeah. like, what the fuck is, is you? This? Yeah, yeah. There's, I literally wrote down, I was like, oh, shit, Ed had parents. Like, I just didn't even think. <laughs> yeah. I just, she was just came out of an egg. Fucking hatched as Ed. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I do like uh, that. Brings us to twenty five, uh, session twenty five. Before we get into like the okay. finale, I well, got a co- I got a bunch of notes that slipped through the cracks. Yeah, that yeah, I forgot. for sure. Well, I just want to do a rundown of a bunch of shit from the the whole run of the show. Yeah, do um, VT, the heavy metal queen. The last name is Terpskere or whatever. That's a that's a Greek myth. That's the muse of dancing, uh, which is weird, but sure. The guy Laundis from Brain Scratch, the cult leader guy, yeah, he is very literally uh, the Heaven's Gate guy because the Heaven's Gate guy's name was Marshall Applewhite, right? And uh, when they uh, when when Ed and for some reason Ed knows about this shit when they ma- uh, made Jet's fake identity to join the cult, she named him Marshall Banana. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for some reason she's read up on her cults from a hundred years ago. Um. Jupiter Jazz 2, the second part of the mid-season thing, there's uh, this weird ballad called Words That We Couldn't Say. Uh, That's a Sting song. It's a reference to a Sting song. It's like a lyric from a Sting song that they're like vamping on or whatever. Um, Whitney Haggis Matsumoto, the con man, is based on George Clooney. uh, Which you can kind of see if you look real close. You can definitely see it in in the initial... Not fat, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whitney Haggis. Uh, but also the hair is like, if you think 90s Clooney, he had that yeah. short Caesar fucking cut he was so famous for. Yeah, like, that makes sense. shitty Batman. Uh, Mushroom Samba has this weird song that's uh, riffing on a Harry Connick Jr. song called Red Light, Blue Light. Speak Like a Child, just name of the one of the other episodes, is a Herbie Hancock song. And apparently those blues, uh, those, uh, those two assassins, in the Feng Shui episode that yeah. fucking that weird scene goes down with. Yeah. Uh, they're supposed to be based on the Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can see that. Uh, yeah. But in the way, if they're like two guys in suits and one of them's a little fatter. Like, yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. They don't do anything particularly Blues Brothers. Right. Uh, well, they are on a mission from God, you know. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> this is all just shit that like the directors kind of come out and said. And if it's weird, because if you look up like frame-by-frame frame shit, you'll find like yeah, I'm sure. actual shit from those movies. Uh, and that's all I got. Um. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's. I'm sure there's a thousand more of those notes, as I can tell from this show. Like, not necessarily the notes, but just like facts like that. There's a thousand more. We can't possibly get to all of them in this fucking yeah run of the show. Yeah. But yeah. that brings us to session twenty four, twenty five. Sorry, which is called uh, Real Folk Blues. Yeah, Volume One. Uh, Real Folk Blues is a uh, a comp that uh. Was that that Howlin' Wolf record label, Chess Records, uh-huh. put out? That was a bunch of Howlin' Wolf and Muddy Waters and fucking uh, John Lee Hooker and, uh, jamming together and you know, whatever. Um, it's also the name of the weird anime song at the end of this show. Every credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been trying to figure out what the song was, and they it comes. It's a nice touch. Oh, we'll get to it because that's the end of the next episode. But. Uh, this fucking, I mean, goddamn it! Like, uh, so twenty five opens. 
of course this is going to be vicious and Julia. It has to be, right? Right. It's the only way the show can end. Um, does Vi- Vicious calls Julia to warn her that the syndicate's coming after her? Uh, yeah, which is weird because he didn't quite know that was going to go down yet. But I, th- but I think he, I feel like he kind of knew. Like he clearly knew. Yeah, I, he tr- he wants to. He's gonna. He tries a coup. Essentially, he wants to take over the syndicate, but it doesn't work initially. And uh, the the three old guys we've met before, they're like super ancient Chinese guys. Or like you can't a, a snake cannot poison whatever the fuck. Um, yeah, there's so, a lot of that shit in this episode. That ridiculous dialogue for sure. I think everything vicious says is some fucking a goldfish can't fuck a you know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but instead of just killing him, which god damn it, uh, right? <laughs> just bug the shit out of me. There you go take him to the chamber, which is like okay. I guess you just have a room where you ritually kill people or whatever. Yeah, but it's not even about their, about they have to break him first. Yeah, they say before like uh, he's like just if you're gonna kill me, get it over with. And he's they're like you cannot choose how you die or when. Uh, we must break you or whatever. Like they're gonna break him. I guess torture him or something. They want to break him before they kill him. Right. Yeah. I guess that is real mob shit. To some extent. Um, to some extent. But to also some extent, they'd be like, shoot him in the fucking head, <laughs> wrap him in the plastic that's already on the floor, and move him along. Right. There's a uh, lot of shit in this episode. It doesn't make any sense. But it's fine. Uh, this episode and the next one are fucking awesome. Yeah. I really enjoy the way this show ends. Um, it is very much a fucking John Woo movie. As, yeah, as yeah. kind of all the uh, the sort of ongoing... It's like if you just took the Vicious and Julia episodes... And watch just those. It's like one long John Woo movie. Yeah, it's this one specifically is a um, movie called. Uh, God, I can't find it. Where did I write it down? I'll get it in a minute. Um, yeah, no worries. I mean, there's a lot of like. Oh, it's uh, John Woo's a better tomorrow, tomorrow too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they do a lot of direct shit from that movie with like guns being slid across the floor and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, this this episode is. I, I, I for some reason I like I hadn't seen it as much as the other ones, so uh-huh. it's kind of new to me. Uh, but it, it, there's a lot of interesting shit going on cinematography wise. There's it's super John Woo. There's also it's fucking gorgeous. There's, like, yeah. it's a ton of very ha- action heavy stuff. They went over the top with the animation and the camera shit and the fake camera using animation. There's something uh, somebody pointed out online in the first part. Like the part one of this two part episode, they keep doing uh, shots where there's like, and we can talk. It's a two parter, so we can just talk about both. Of sure, them. yeah. They keep doing shots where there's essentially the camera's framed as a backslash, so like uh, it's a line going from the top right corner to the top left corner, uh, or bottom left, or yeah, bottom left. Um, I think I got that right. Like top when. Right. Uh, Good examples when fucking vicious slashes that guy's eyeballs with his sword. You will bleed red tear. No, he's, <laughs> you will cry red tear or crimson tears. Yeah, and yeah. He fucking cuts that dude. God damn, that sequence is awesome. Yeah, it was insane. Um, that so everything looks like a backslash there. When you get to the second part, there's a ton of forward slashes. Weird. Yeah, uh, but it's totally deliberate. Yes, yeah. you watch it with that in your mind or whatever. Sure. Um, all right, so where are we at? Uh, well, it kind of just oh, like so they've got vicious. Uh, Spike and Jet are sitting in a bar having a drink when two guys with machine guns show up and just fucking start blasting at them, tearing the place up. Kill that bartender immediately. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. um, 
there's a great moment there too where they where uh, Spike dives over the bar, classic like shootout in a bar move. He's hiding back there, but the bartender's cocktail shaker is falling next to right. him, and he takes a second to have a drink, and he's like, "Oh, too much!" And he throws it's it over too the much vermouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's just fucking. A, it's like a. For how serious this shit's about to get, it was a funny little fucking moment. Right. Uh, it's kind of like the one joke you get in this whole Oh, thing. yeah. It is the one joke, because it gets fucking serious. There's one. From the moment Jet gets shot in the leg, it is pretty much all goddamn downhill and serious. Um, yeah. And Jet getting shot in the leg for some reason really fucking... I was like, oh, shit! Because, like, there hasn't been... For as much shit as they get into... Not a lot of like damage done, right? Like right. Jack is shot in the fake arm at one point. You know, Spike's been beat the fuck up a bunch, but like even that's somewhat cartoonish because his healing is like being wrapped in a bunch of cartoony bandages. You yeah, know what I mean? He looks like Wiley e. Coyote when that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it's never treated particularly seriously. But Jack gets shot in the leg, and like it's graphic. And then he's got to be carried out. He's got to be helped. Like, he can't walk because he's been shot in the leg. Yeah. He has to immediately go to, like, this underground vet doctor that's going to sew him up. Like, it's treated very seriously. So that moment, like, I was like, oh, shit's going to get real. Like, Yeah, and that's part of the bending reality of the show is, like, it's, like, kind of all the fun jazz shit is over. And, like, now we're going to treat this very, very realistically and people are for sure going to die and shit, you know? Right. Uh, but basically, we find out that, and 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 around the same moment, uh, Faye is on Earth, or wherever the fuck they are, Mars. I don't know where they are. They're on Mars. Uh, um, she sees this car go flying past with a woman driving, and these other guys show up behind it, shooting at her as a chase going on. And Faye just gets involved for no reason, yeah, which I find like an odd choice for her, other than that maybe she just wants to shoot some stuff. <laughs> It could be that she wants to shoot some stuff because uh, she does go around with her gun sticking it in people's faces a bit. Yeah, and like she uh, was like that was a previous episode where she was like trying to start a fight. Like she wants, she likes action. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I could see maybe she's just jumping in not to help this woman, but just because oh, well, I get to shoot some shit. There's also this shit where she might have changed as a person though, because like uh, what she's gonna say later on in this episode is that like her memory finally came back to her, but it didn't fucking change anything, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might have changed her, like, some of her motivations, because uh, now she doesn't really care, and, you know, and is and she comes back to the ship and shit, and hangs out with the, the crew, so maybe she's, like, maybe morally a little different, but for whatever yeah. reason, she gets involved in that shootout, and then meets who she doesn't realize Riz, at the, at the time, initially, is Julia. And then they're, like, driving around and shit, doing this crazy fucking... Oh, the other thing we 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 forgot to mention, I'm sorry, I'm gonna bring it back to that bar shootout. Sure. The weirdest and fucking dumbest thing in that, in that, in this two-parter, maybe in the whole run of this fucking show, uh, so in to- I think it's Toys in the Attic, that was the last vicious episode, uh, we meet his brother, he meet, we meet Spike's oh. old friend, Lynn, yeah, who yeah, ends up yeah. getting shot. Um, I was in Jupiter Jazz. Jupiter Jazz, sorry. Yeah. Uh, we meet Lynn, who's an old syndicate friend. Lynn, oh. who's dead, comes running into the bar, and he's like, Lynn? It's his twin brother, Shin, <laughs> yeah. who, like, what? Yeah. 
Just twins in general are like a super soap opera y for sure plot device. Just fucking make it be a different guy (laughs) or not have Lynn die and have it be Lynn. But this goofy shit, like, because Spike's like, Lynn? And he's like, no, I'm his brother Shin. Now, Spike knew them, which he clearly does at that point. He says, like, oh, right, Shin. Why don't you know that Shin then? You know Lynn's dead. Why, Why don't you know? Oh, that's got to be his brother. It's just, and it's, and like he shows up to help. Like he's saving the day. Right. Cause um, he's like defecting too. Yeah. He's like vicious has to, has to go cause he's too vicious. Right. Cause what's going on is because vicious staged that coup, they have this weird rule where they go, anyone who's ever been involved with this person has to also die. die. Yeah. And, but that just means uh, Spike and Julia, really, cause everybody else is fucking dead ostensibly. Yeah. Um, can I also say I I don't know if we've shot back story wise to this, but the chamber where they take him to like do their crazy ritual killing thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, okay, so he's like chained to a wall, very crucifixy or whatever. I think the bird is still on him though. Is that <laughs> yeah. am I right about that? I, somewhere around there, and uh, they're just they just have machine guns. So they chain you to a wall and then shoot you up with machine guns. <laughs> like, well, I don't know. It just seems overly ornamental. Like, yeah, 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 for sure. You could just shoot him with the machine gun while he was still standing. I don't know. Bizarre to me. Absolutely. Um, okay, so then they're zipping around in this this car, and they're having this awesome, uh, what if they had a spinoff TV show moment, you know? Uh, and, uh, yeah, when she parks, she's, like, figured out that, she's, like, tell Spike I said hi. Uh, yeah, yeah, she tells Spike, like, uh, I'll be waiting there. That's all he needs to know. He'll know where there is. Right. Um, but they're both, like, they both introduce each other, because she's, like, uh, so which, I don't even know your name. She's like Faye, Faye Valentine. It's a very common name, and uh, Julia's like, "Oh, it's Julia." It's a very common name too. And I'm like, "Yeah, Julia is a very common name." Faye hey, Valentine, yeah. not so much. <laughs> uh, but that's kind of when they both realize, oh, who the other one is. Right. Um. Okay. So Faye suspects that Julia is the same Julia. Blah blah. blah. Oh, after uh, she drops off Faye at the airport. They sees uh, the fucking black That's guy. the best part of this whole fuck. That's the best part of this whole show to me. It's so weird. <laughs> Faye gets Faye's waiting at the airport, right? And there's this old black lady who's like having a sad moment of like, you don't even come get me. She's sitting at the airport talking to herself, and she's like, I'd rather leave than be somewhere where I'm a burden. She's going on and on, and then you hear this black guy, this other guy, this guy go, Mom, there you are. I've been looking all over you. And it's the fucking dude from uh, Big, Big Shots. Shots, the cowboy yeah. from Big Shots. So we finally know what race he is. He's just a black dude. He's a black dude. Uh, that was yeah, talking yeah, yeah. like a little. Oh no! I, but I'm not hundred percent sure he's a black dude. Really? Because the fucking uh, the mom says to her, like, "Do you have a girlfriend yet, or whatever?" What about that Blanca from the TV show? Which is like Mexican Spanish for white, oh, right? And called her white. Goes, yeah. What about that Blanca from the TV show? And she says, oh, I think she's marrying her agent. So I think maybe they're supposed to still be Mexican. He's just not fake. Voice Mexican like he has, he doesn't have that accent anymore. Okay, yeah, maybe he was like playing up his own race for the show. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Because she, he goes, no, no, I think she married her agent or something. Yeah, uh, and then it's, it's such a weird moment, but I just love because there's a bunch of like kind of little ancillary characters that show up in these last two episodes. Him, the old Indians back, laughing bull or whatever. Yeah. Uh, part two opens with the saddest shit in the world, which is the uh, the heavy set woman from that like first step first vicious episode, right? Um, who like had the kids or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, she's just shot to shit, like bleeding to death in the stump, like from a stomach gu- gunshot wound. 
Uh, and she's like, yeah, they came looking for you and Julia or whatever. I told them to know where you were. And then she, like, says some esoteric shit about something and dies. Like, yeah. But, like, her dying, I was like, oh, fuck, they brought her back. And then I realized she's dying. And I was like, oh, <laughs> god damn this show. Nope, it's a John Woo ending, man. Everyone's yeah, yeah. going to get fucking shot while jumping out of a car. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're back on the Bebop. And, uh, you know... His jet's all bandaged up, and he uh, he does a uh, a little Hemingway story, which is the snows of Kilimanjaro. Uh, he just goes into this weird allegory about this guy's like life ending, and he says, "Men only everything with him has to start with men do this." You know, he's kind of a bad comedian. Uh, men only think about their life right before their deaths, yeah, frantically yeah. searching for proof that they were ever alive. Um, you know. So that's what he has to go out on this show and have a weird swan song about uh, about the fact that he's a dying old man. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. And he basically tells Spike like they have a bit of a conversation about why can't you just let this go? Blah blah blah. And Spike's like that she was the first woman that I've ever met who was truly alive. And blah blah blah. And eventually Jet's like, go find what you lost or whatever. And basically tells him to go like fight his fight, but he's not coming. Right. And right. Faye is like. Because Faye delivers the message to Spike that fucking Julia told her where to go. And Faye, like, is really emotional about Spike leaving. Like, he doesn't, she doesn't, she's like, why are you going to go? Just go throw your life away for no reason. And he's like, I'm going to see if I'm really alive in the first place, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he gives him a speech. He, he, he tells her, uh, look at my eyes. One's the different color because uh, I lost it. One's fake. I lost it in an accident years right. ago. Um which is weird. I think it's uh it's it's fake, but it's not like a glass eye. It's like that, that shot that keeps getting flashed back to where he's on yeah. that like surgery table. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they made him like a futuristic eye. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, what's going on there is that like he's saying, and he says like I now I see the past in one eye and the present in another, and right. I felt like I was living a dream I couldn't wake up from. Uh, but she like doesn't want him to leave. She's very emotionally. It's like she's finally like just admitted to the fact that she's attra- like not attracted to, but attached to yeah, these yeah, people. Yeah. Uh, and immediately they're all going their separate ways. Like, uh, so it's just really sad. Like I've hated Faye this whole time, but this moment was really sad to me. Like, yeah, well, she's like growing up or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. That eyeball thing is kind of a metaphor thematically for the show, in that it's like one part of it is very much about the past, and then one part of it is in this this fucking weird. You know, future. post sort of uh, dystopian future thing. Right. Um, there's also something going on in here where I kind of been taking notes about this forever, but didn't know what to say about it. Where they they always include this shot from behind the ceiling fan, which I find really interesting. There's a lot of that, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's moving clockwise, so maybe that's what's going on there. I don't know. I don't fucking never know. Someone please tweet at me if you figure out what the fuck <laughs> the, the fan means. Um. Uh. For sure, and, and Jet like Faye even goes to Jet like, "Why are you letting him leave?" Uh, and Jet's like, "It's his fight. It's not mine. Look at me. My ship's fucked up. I got a broken leg." Blah blah blah. Uh, um, she says uh, at one point, he's like, "I don't. It's his fight, and I don't give a damn." Is what Jet says, and I was like, "Come on, Jet." If anyone here gives a damn, it's you. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're the yeah, only yeah. one who's given it. I know you're lying to yourself or whatever, but like. Right. But then, but Spike, this episode, the second part actually opens with Jet and Spike, or with Spike and Julia meeting there, mm-hmm. wherever there is, which turns out to be a grave. It's where that flower was, the flower from the montage. Oh, yeah. So we finally get to understand what happens with the, the with them and that flower and whatever, which and is. And what happened that, in the uh, past was that. 
So that vicious uh, because okay, so Spike was gonna leave the syndicate, and he goes to Julia, and he goes, "Come with me." And uh, they're kind of like not sure what to do about that. And then Vicious figures out that Spike wants to leave. And so he tells Julia to kill Spike. And she's like, I'm not going to kill Spike. And he's like, if you don't kill Spike, like, I'm going to kill, kill both you. of you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so something happens where she sort of like shoots him. Yeah, she shoots Spike. Yeah. And, it's and all- I, I think that might be the eye thing. Oh, yeah. The accident. That's totally that what that he's is. He's talking about is what, yeah, it's him getting shot. Uh, yeah, so it's not really clear. And she killed him. She killed the whole point is he died and came back, right? Right. It's it's not really clear whether, like, maybe they did that on purpose to, like, you know, to fake his death in a sense, to, like, get him out of it, or maybe she straight up fucking killed him. I think she straight up fucking killed him. Yeah. That's the way it read to me anyway. Yeah. That would explain why he's got this weird thing where he's, like, in love with her, but also hunting her down, kind of, which is a total Western trope. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, so she shot him in the fucking eyeball. Apparently, that's really hardcore and intense. Um, that, yeah, that's that's where that one ends. But that, like, so basically, they're like, we're gonna team up. Spike's like, she says to him, like, we could just leave and get away from all this. But Spike's like, this has to end. Essentially, he's like, this is the showdown. So he's like, strapping up, getting guns, and she's like, okay, well, I'll stay with you then. We'll see this through. And I, I, she said that. I was like, don't, Spike, do not trust this bitch. You know you can't trust anybody. Turns out I'm entirely wrong. Uh, and I love the way they handle this shit. So, like, a moments later, more bad guys show up. They're constantly just beset, just under siege from these fucking gangsters showing up with machine guns just yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a ton of awesome shooting going on. He's fucking, like, the action sequences are really good, really bloody. Um, they're making an escape across these rooftops, and uh, fucking out of nowhere, boom! She dies in the same way that Roko dies, where it's not like it. it Direction wise, is just completely catches you by surprise. Man, like I assume, like this whole time, the way it's been written, the way the show's been heading, it's a final showdown between Vicious Julie and Spike. They all have to get into the, be in the same room at some fucking point, right? That's how I'm trained. To yeah. think about the show, so I've been watching it with that in mind. So when she's running across this roof and pow, shot, and not like she doesn't even get like a oh Spike, I always loved you moment. Yeah, and she, she kind she, of moves her lips a little bit, which I'm assuming is supposed to be her whispering something to him. We don't yeah, yeah. know what is said, and then she's just fucking dead. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she's just been introduced. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally by surprise. It's so effective, uh, and like, but what's crazy though is like, so like. like you know, Spike leans down. She dies. There's like a silhouette of him leaning up. Clearly, he's screaming. Like you can see, it's like eyes start shaking. He's. I was like, "Fuck!" He snapped, and he's about to go kill Crazy Rampage. Yeah, she dies in slow motion with a bunch of doves flying up, which is all like, John Woo. It's total John Woo. John Woo. Also, I thought this is really interesting in just terms of like making this super real and not campy and like a kind of fucking jarring she falls on her fucking face yeah man. yeah for sure she's hands down at her side just drops boom fucking face plants yeah it's yeah it's really rough. hard to watch um uh-huh. but here's what i thought i found crazy so i expect at this moment spike is just about to go kill crazy rampage right this is what's gonna happen and it kind of happens towards the end but the next thing he does is not going to kill crazy rampage Let's go back to the bebop. Right. He goes, and be like really kind of calm and, la- and laughy. And I'm like, 
oh, this is this is crazy Spike. Oh, this is what Spike snapped is. Oh, yeah. He's completely lost his, his mind. His fucking mind. But the, for Spike to lose his mind, it's not a me- It's just to be like kind of telling a goofy story and like, yeah, yeah. like, oh, hey, guys, what's going on? Yeah, Julia's dead. No big deal. <laughs> like, he's just like barely holding on. It's fucking really effective. Yeah. And he has a really good kind of inter- interplay with Jet where they're just like, they're totally aware that it's the fucking end, man. So they, oh, yeah. They're kind of joking about it and shit. I also like the scene where uh, Jet goes to see Laughing Bull. And, uh, Very and much so. It's just like, just does not get that style of thinking. He's just like, what do you, just tell me what, you know. Yeah, just tell me where Spike is. Right. The guy's like, uh, every human living on the planet has a star in the sky. When you were born, you he's like, a new star comes and it's just, their guardian just, star. And Jet's like, will you just tell me where the fuck Spike is? Like, he's yeah. just not. Give a fuck about this nonsense. <laughs> and then the Laughing Bull's like, uh, calm down, Running Rock. And he's like, well, what the fuck is Running Rock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not my name. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that scene very much. But it's another thing where like, oh, here's a chance for it. The only thing I kind of hoped would happen in this episode that didn't was one last appearance by the three old wino guys. Sure. Um, They're in the movie. It doesn't. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, Vicious has broken out of his chains and gone on a fuck-awesome slaughter of everybody in that room Yeah, uh, with his sword, killing all the gangsters and the three old uh, people. So he's taking over the syndicate now, and he's sending all these bad guys after Spike and Julia and everybody. Um, there's a pretty awesome uh, uh, dogfight sequence. Where the like they're all on the bebop at this point, and, and like Spike tells a story about something with a cat. Yeah, he, t- he makes up this weird. I don't think this is from anything. I think he made it up for the show. It might be that, that's like, too quick to say, but uh, a little fable about a, a cat that is you know unkillable or whatever that keeps uh, yes died like fourteen times and lived fourteen and it, times. Or yeah, and then it meets this female cat, which is the Julia figure, obviously, and then it decides. Oh, it's now it's ready to die or whatever which is like yeah, which is just all it's just spike talking about himself right and it's also a complete it's a running theme throughout the show is like uh you coming to terms with death and then wanting to die kind of yeah yeah like yeah. that whole kind of deathly hallows thing where you uh if you don't run from death then blah blah you know um and then that's when they start laughing or whatever and uh yeah they kind of laugh because like Jet's like, you don't even like cats. And he's like, I don't. <laughs> and they laugh. Yeah. Uh, and the bad guys show up. The gangsters show up. And there's a pretty pretty epic fucking uh, dog fight going on. Um, Faye is back, but her ship's all fucked up. Uh, it's like, he's only, she's only got one engine. But she's like, if I don't, I either die out there or I die going down with the ship or whatever. Yeah. Um, that fight scene is is that that dog fight is really good. Like the action scene, like the animation is really intense. There's a lot of shots of like close up of Spike trying to like keep the ship like in flight. I guess I, I don't know. It's just it's really well done. I enjoyed that sequence very much. Yeah, um, I liked just real quick back on the boat where they're talking uh, Jet and Spike. I liked that. Uh one of the things that keeps happening is Jet likes to cook for everyone. Like yeah, yeah, and Spike's like, hey, you got any food? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they eat, and he makes fun of his food, and he's like, oh, if it's so bad, you sure eat a lot of it or whatever. And then uh, Jet, Spike says, uh, they say hunger is the best spice. <laughs> which is uh, really true to the show and true to fucking life, man. Um, all right, so back to that dogfight. Um, 
I mean, that's just like, like that's where we're at next is the dog fight. Um, Spike barely makes it out alive. Uh, the Bebop's pretty trashed. Uh, I don't think it can fly. It's like grounded on it's they they make it, but barely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's completely trashed, and Spike's going to leave to go fucking put an end to this or whatever. Um, and Spike's like, I'm an old, and that's when Jet's like, I'm an old man with a fucking bum leg and right, right, shit. Right, I, right, right. I can't do anything. So then Spike storms into the fucking place, and, and holy shit, is that awesome yeah like yeah, he yeah. walks so he just it's like a it's basically an office building that they're at like a skyscraper and he walks into the lobby and like there's all these gangsters standing around and he just like walks in and casually drops a grenade at his at his own feet and then kicks it at them yeah and like you see the front of the building blow out it's this awesome shot and then it's on in the and like in the fullest of john woo's he's got the trench coat you know what i mean like yeah, everything like, about it is super like john suited Woo. up action movie style yeah just storming this this building trying to get into it and he has this awesome thing where he's 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 got that grenade but then he's also got these bombs that he's like sticking to the wall and then blowing up and at one point like he does it in a cool way where he's on this escalator oh yeah and yeah. he leaves it on the side of the escalator rides the escalator up and then waits for them to Rot, cut, like come up after him and then he fucking blows them up. I mean, the body count in this episode is fucking insane. Like of this sequence, he's got to kill twenty five, thirty people. Um, and like he's setting off these bombs throughout this whole like this run. Like this building's getting pretty trash. He takes a bullet in the arm at one point and it's treated like fucking seriously. Like he can't really lift his arm anymore. Right. And then he runs into Lin. No, or he runs Shin. into Shin. Shin. Sorry. For eight seconds. Yeah. Shin, he opens the door and Shin's there and like saves him from like shoots a guy for him. And they're like, Shin's like, all right, where is he? Vicious. He's on the roof. And Shin's immediately shot. Like, I, I made a note of this. I was incredibly so unsurprised that Shin died. Of course. It's like just a meaningless character that is there to die. He has shown up twice to solely provide information. <laughs> yeah. He is a plot device in a suit. Yeah. And he, of course he's going to die. But also <laughs> on the other side of that, you're, he's connected to Spike and his past. So right. he has to die. Well, yeah. Like every fucking buddy who's connected to Spike in his past, right? Right, right, yeah. Um, uh, that happens on his like march up to the top of the mm-hmm. to the building to go fight down to go fight Spike, and he doesn't really give much of a fuck about Shin's death either, which I like. Like <laughs> Shin gets shot, he's like Shin, yeah. all right, and then he's just back off, running to the top of the. Fucking It'd be funny stand. if he was like Lin. It's uh, Lin, right? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still dead? Okay. Yeah, uh, but like I, the show treats Shin's death exactly how we felt about it, which just fucking doesn't matter. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. So then he gets up, and then finally this fucking fight between Spike and Vicious goes down. I think it's really cool. They've got this shit where like he's you know he's got a gun, and, and Vicious has got a sword, and they uh, they uh, like he at one point he's. The sword is being held off with the gun. Yeah, they're like clashing. He's using the sword. He's using the gun as a sword you would in a sword fight. So he's like blocking the sword with the gun. Yeah, it's it, it's cool and it's well done. Uh, he takes a knife in the in the shoulder, mm-hmm. fucking complete. Like as he's charging at fucking uh, at vicious, vicious throws a knife at him in the shoulder and he just fucking brushes it off. Yeah, um, the fight is is is. Shorter than I was expecting, but very good. Uh, there's an awesome moment in the fight where they both like they both injure the other, and each of them drops their weapon, but it ends up at the other guy's feet. That's from the the John movie yeah. I mentioned earlier. Um, 
And what I was expecting, and I thought would be cool, was I like so like the sword lands at Spike's feet and the gun lands at Vicious's feet. And I thought, oh, they're going to pick up the opposite weapon, and now they're going to do that. I thought that was going to happen too, but they ended up but it, it they back. kick the weapons back to each other and then pick up their own weapon and fighting it, which is like stylistically very cool. It doesn't make sense. No one would ever do that in a fucking real fight, but like stylistically it's very sure cool. yeah but they're you know they're such dramatic douches that they would have to i mean they're sitting here saying like let's end it all oh yeah no it makes perfect sense if in this like wish. spike's like yeah it has to end tonight no matter who like live or die it has to end tonight yeah uh and uh but that's the moment where it ends because they kick the weapons back to each other each each of them picks up their weapon and in one last like spike shoots at vicious vicious slashes the sword uh and you don't know exactly what happened in that moment. Um, the next thing you see is Spike walking down the stairs, like, clutching his stomach. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's super torn up, and Vicious is dead. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, we can assume Vicious is dead, because Spike's walked away, and he wouldn't be walking away unless Vicious was dead. Yeah. But you don't actually see... There's no real, like, you see Vicious's dead body on the ground, or, right, like, Spike right, right. have a moment with it. That's handled, like, in that flash, and I actually liked that. I thought it was cool. Uh, and then Spike's walking down this, like down these escalators, and there's all these gangsters at the bottom. And I like how like they're like this motherfucker, like they're just so shocked that he's walking down the stairs that they're not doing anything. They're all just kind of like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. I think they're also confused because like they don't know who the leader is. is now, it, yeah. technically it's him, kind of. I guess because he killed Vicious. Yeah, but uh, you know, all, all you get after that is him just knowing that all this shit has come to an end, and he does his little fucking cowboy move where he points his fingers like a gun. He goes bang at them. And then just falls down and dies. Yeah, exactly. And he dies in a, a forward slash, by the way. That's wow, the wow. framing of the episode. Is, uh... Uh, that being said, I, there was a fr- I don't know why I'm stupid, but there was a moment there where I was like, oh, maybe Spike's going to make it. Like, uh. <laughs> just in my head, I was like, ah, oh, that would be an interesting choice for the show. And then he died. I was, no, of course he's fucking dead. What am I talking about? Yeah. Like, I kind of expected him to get like do that bang thing and then get shot to shit. Yeah. Um, that's very John Woo of like the last barrage of bullets put you down. But like, uh, I did like th- just there was a brief moment when I saw him come down the stairs where I was like, oh fuck, they're gonna let Spike live. <laughs> no, well, absolutely. Th- there's no way. There's no way Spike can live at the end of the show. Here's the thing, though. This show did get canceled. Hashtag canceled. Canceled. <laughs> and uh, so that could. Uh, I what I would expect is if they were going to do more after that, they, they would could have. Like he would die, and then in the next episode would reveal. Oh, he didn't really die. Put yeah, back yeah. together or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, Because sure. he's died like ten points in, during the show, basically. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but I really like that as an ending point. The movie that which comes after that takes place in the in the middle of the run, so it's that's yeah, yeah. We'll t- we'll do the movie as a bonus episode. Um, the other thing that they do at the end of this, which I like, is that this last. The last fight scene is that whole like st- like sort like siege of the building up uh, is all set to a rendition of the song that is the end theme music, right? Yeah, uh, which I guess is real folk blues you said or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, I thought that was a cool like a cool like symbolically tying up like we know this is the end. The show always ends with this song, so the series is going to end with this song as well. Right? Like it was a nice touch to like stylistically. I thought. Yeah, and also like uh, you know the show has been referencing real shit so much that by at this point it itself has become like a part of like, the reference the world like it's, that it's referencing. It's, yeah, yeah, it's now it's referencing itself, which is cool. It's like yeah, kind of snake eating its own head thing, whatever. Ouroboros. Um, and then uh, credits roll and the last. 
little message on the screen is you're you, going to carry that you weight. You will carry that weight. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, the last song from Abbey Road, the Beatles album. <laughs> okay. And the, they made the song, like the message of the song is the band's breaking up. Oh, so all right. now you have to deal with that. Or it is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's like just super, super ending. Thing. Right. It's all fucking done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I fucking love this show. Word, I thought you would, man. There's uh, there's one episode I hate. <laughs> I really hate that Feng Shui episode, and I will stand by that fucking statement. Episode stinks. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, on a whole, 26 episodes, one stinker. There are a ton of stellar. This is a fucking good show. Yeah, man. I fucking love it. Uh, I've watched it a bunch kind of throughout my life. Probably not going to watch it again anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, so sick of anime and jazz and Well, that's action. the other... Well, I mean, we did that to ourselves by <laughs> yeah. choosing to watch this whole show in four... And do the podcast about it in, like, four days. Yeah, yeah. So that's on us. Oh, totally. Uh, but I will also say this. One thing I like about this show, um, I have no... I don't have the slightest bit of concern that I'm going to suddenly like anime. Oh, like, yeah. this is its own thing in its own complete way that, like, I'm not going to suddenly start watching fucking Bleach or whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't know any of those shows. I, Same. Some shit I saw commercials for on fucking Adult Swim. Yeah, it didn't pique my interest in anything else. I just like this thing. This thing, exactly. But in itself, I mean, it calls itself a new genre, a work which becomes a new genre <laughs> yeah, yeah, in itself yeah, yeah. or whatever. That's why it's, I'm so it, like obsessed with it, because it's just its own isolated thing. Yeah, there's not a whole lot like it. Like... I, there's a lot of shit that's you know self-referential, referencing other like, like you can say in a way that community is very much like this show. Yeah, there's like uh, meta shit to it, super meta, and then like it's also a show that's combining all these genres. Like there's an action episode, there's a horror, whatever you know what I mean. Right, so like right, yeah. there's a bit of that, uh, but no, this show is like kind of fucking unique in a very interesting way, and it was fun to do with someone who's like. Deep down the rabbit hole. So uh, autistic. Is autistic word. is the word I was looking for. One hundred percent Asperger's is the word I was looking for. <laughs> I, have a, I have autism about Cowboy Bebop. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very specific uh, autism. Yeah. I don't have the cool gambling kind. I just <laughs> no. You have a gambling addiction and you're autistic. It's two different things. Yeah, but I'm not good at the gambling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have Rain Man skills. I just have Rain Man interests. Uh, I would say watch it. I one hundred percent recommend if you like this. Like if somehow you manage to listen to this without having watched it go watch it it's really fucking good um take your time too. take your time yeah <laughs> we're fucking let these things fucking soak in man there's yeah. no reason to do what we did to ourselves yeah. i feel like you would probably enjoy it more you know what i mean yeah um that being said here we go wrap it up word we did it i'm uh, so tired at feral jokes yeah did I ever tell you how I got that uh, like name? No. Uh, I had to come up with it. I'm happy with it. It's yeah. an anagram for my name, whatever. It's pretty clever, I think. Uh, but I had like JakeFloresComedy.com, JakeFloresComedy.com, uh, you know, all the regular things. And it's a very common name, first name, biblical, last name, right. Hispanic. There's a shit ton of people in San Antonio with my name. Yeah. Some guy... Uh, stole it when like i didn't pay for the domain for like a week or whatever and then he called me it's <laughs> like from some random country it was like oh hello I, I i have obtained uh just thought you might be interested in jake flores comedy.com it's on the market for seven hundred dollars go fuck yourself <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> feral jokes motherfucker <laughs> who do you possibly who 
do you think you were? You do that to like a famous person, right? Like yeah. a celebrity, you squat on their thing, and you're like, oh, I got NFL.com for a day. You fucking owe, like you can come up with some money. I think that was an episode of the league. Yeah, like, you don't have seven hundred dollars. The most insulting part of it is oh, that that's he clearly didn't watch my act. Didn't know shit about you, sir. It was all about how I don't have seven hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I have feral jokes and everything. Don't fucking steal it. Uh, you know when he doesn't pay the bill for that <laughs> yeah, one either. Yeah. Uh, don't be a dick. Um, at feral jokes. Yeah, on everything, Twitter, uh, Instagram, whatever. Yeah, check out the album humors on iTunes and Spotify and all that shit and read his articles in the New York Observer. Yep. Uh, I am at Chris Cubis. Um, if you like us, if you like the show, fucking, you know, review it, rate it on iTunes. It's awesome. You can listen to it on Stitcher if you like Stitcher. Um, I will be announcing shortly. Well, here's what's going to happen. I don't know when this is coming out, so I don't know what the next show is. So I will be editing a part of me into this episode going, oh, by the way, the next show is this. But we'll figure that out then. Uh, Wrapping up. Have a good one. I'm a little bit of a 